Welcome to School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston, OASBO Executive Director. Each episode of this podcast is dedicated to discussing events and issues that affect the people who are in the business of supporting students. Now, let's take a few minutes to see what's going on in the school business world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of School Biz Chat. We are happy to bring back one of our friends and colleagues, Mike Loda Wiegand, who is the Director of Governmental Affairs for MCSA, which is the Missouri Council of School Administrators, which is the umbrella organization for the Superintendents Association and Elementary Principals Association. You know, in Missouri, we have lots of associations, which means we have lots of acronyms. I'm just going to say, Hi, Mike. We're glad you're here because Mike also serves as the facilitator for our School Administrators Coalition group. And so we spend lots of time together throughout the year, but particularly during the legislative session. And that's why he's here today. He's going to give us a little preview. And Mike, if you would not mind, look into that crystal ball you have and tell our folks what you think are going to be the top three issues hot topics that will be up for consideration in the legislature this year. Thanks, Kim. It's good to be with everyone. That was a lot, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, happy new year to everyone. Welcome back. Your general assembly is in session, so be on the lookout. No, this year is going to be an interesting one. This this year is actually, if you go through and look, this is this is technically the longest session number of days that you could possibly be in in session in, in the state of Missouri, given the way the dates fall and the Constitution calls them in. So it's a long, long time. So not going to lie, there's probably quite a few of us in Jefferson City that's that's cheering for lots and lots of snow days and blizzards and whatnot. So. <laughs> That may be counterintuitive, so, but uh, every year feels like a really, really long year. But this year, it truly yeah, is it actually is going to be a long year. year. Correct. Yeah. So I say that like this is also an election year, so we've got a number of obviously all the entire house is up for election. We've got a number of people in both the house and the senate that are running for statewide office. Some of them are running against each other, and so that creates some weird dynamics as well. The Congressman Blaine Lutemeyer recently announced that he's not running for re-election, so that will open up a number of the possibility of a number of legislators looking at jumping into that race as well. So there's a lot of dynamics at play personality-wise, and as as many of you know, that's that's really been one of the things to watch the last few years, that just the personalities have, have been a challenge to get over, particularly in our Missouri Senate. So broadly speaking, that's going to be one thing to watch. Regarding you know individual issues, I think you know, there are a few there are a few big ticket items for the state that they're going to have to deal with. But as far as education goes, um, this year is probably going to be a year where we're going to hear a lot of conversation about school choice. You know, whether that be vouchers, some sort of a tuition tax credit or a voucher tax credit, like we call it, or expansion of education savings account legislation that we have, which is just another fancy way to do a voucher. All of those things are going to be moving at the same time that obviously the house is going to be back with open enrollment. That is, will be a push for Representative Pollitt, who's the chair of the Education Committee. And then obviously charter schools are all also out there. There's always a possibility of something that's going to come up. And so we expect there's going to be a lot of conversation about all of those things. And the thing to really watch on that is is how coordinated everything gets as far as if there's consolidation around what it is everyone wants from that aspect. That's not, it's probably not going to be something where it's going to be everything. If there's 
alignment of the folks that want choice and reform as far as what that needs to look like, then that could be a, a, a big topic for us and a, and a big challenge for us to fight. But, you know, right now we've got we've got folks that want to do vouchers. We've got folks that want to do just expand ESAs. We've got folks that want to do open enrollment, some that want to do charter schools. I mean, it's really all over the board. And so there's really not one coordinated effort on any one thing. And so that'll be the thing to watch. Obviously, we have concerns about all of those things. And so it's a it, it's a it's a fine line to walk because vote votes vote counts are, are very tight in both chambers on all of these things. And so a few votes here, a few votes there, because someone has a different priority really, really matter. So that's the probably the, the big ticket thing that we're going to we've already we're going to get hit off hit with right away at right out of the gate in session. Probably the other big thing, just because of, you know, some of the dynamics of last session. Uh, one bill that passed, obviously, our, our school business officials and anyone dealing with school finance is aware of Senate Bill 190. So property taxes is going to be a conversation. You know, Senator Eigel is still going to be out there talking about problems with personal property tax and wanting to make some changes there. You know, and then obviously there's there may be some conversation about how to come in and clarify what Senate Bill 190 was supposed to actually be. I don't know that. I think all we should expect there is clarity as far as being able to determine how much money we're going to lose. I don't know if there's any any opportunity to to repeal that or or get rid of it. I think that's probably going to be more the route that the legislature goes just to try to figure out is it 65 or 62? Is it retroactive or is it not? And so that's that's I would expect to see that. And then any number of property tax items that that are out there. Everyone's property taxes are going up in these areas where the assessors are actually doing their job and, and, and assessing property. So there's obviously pushback. We've become so so locally funded in education that this stuff really matters. And so it's going to be a, a real pain point for schools if they're if this, they start seeing these sort of uh, reductions in in their in their local property taxes. So there's that, and then. And another, you know, another item that we'll obviously be keeping our eye on is the budget. That's always a big ticket item for every general assembly when they when they're in session. You know, I'll start by talking about the budget by talking about one of those topics that will impact the legislative session and could potentially have a negative impact on the budget. And that's that's one of the things that that is is in store to do this session is the the state will need to reauthorize what's called the federal reimbursement allowance, which is a tax that's put on hospitals self-tax that they put on themselves in order to draw down federal dollars and so that that is there there is potentially billions of dollars of federal money for for medicaid and healthcare at risk if we do not reauthorize that that will be something that the legislature is going to try to do very early on and really the ramifications of that can be can play out through the rest of session and if they just so happen not to be able to do it it could blow a gigantic hole in our budget that everyone anyone you know that's dependent on state revenue is gonna isn't gonna need to take stock of and so typically these fights end up around the uh, on or end up in on the pro-life issue many uh, many pro-life legislators will view it as an opportunity to ensure that tax tax dollars aren't going to pay for abortions that that can create some issues with the federal law and federal rules around it. And so that's always, that's the debate that's went on the last few times that this, this has come up for, for reauthorization. Going forward, if we're able to get through that and then get into our budget and everything works normally, you know, it's uh, this is maybe the last year that we're actually going to be flush with federal money in order to, to, to fund some things when our state revenues are starting to tick down. And so we've got some potentially budget issues 
you know, down the road. So this year, the legislature, uh, in order to fully fund the formula, we have an increase of about $180 million to be able to, or sorry, $120 million to fully fund the formula. That's as a result of thresholds dropping and the state advocacy target being recalculated upward. And at the same time, the pandemic provision going away. So we're, we're, we've got a higher SAT, but we also have fewer uh, weighted ADA. So it's about $120 million this year that the legislature will need to put on to fully fund the formula. And then if for those of you that are familiar, these SAT recalculations happen, happen over a two-year period. And so in the 2025 session, there will be a, a, a need for another $300 million to fully fund the formula. So we are looking at some increases in school funding from the state's perspective. That's a welcome thing given given how stagnant are the SAT's been for the last several years. And so that will be the, the big thing to watch. The the other thing that you've got to talk about, given where we are at from a budget perspective, is if revenues are going down, I think we all need to take stock of the fact that, you know, typically if they need to go to education in order to get funding, they get to go out of their way to make sure money stays in the classroom. And typically that that can mean that that funding out of transportation can be reduced in order to do that. And so, you know, those that's the the, the big thing to to watch this session. And then even after session's over with, if if transportation's fully funded and the formula's fully funded, we'll need to be on the lookout to see kind of where state revenues are at and be in contact with the governor's office because if revenues are declining and, and we end up not meeting projections, then obviously we could see some withholds down the down the line. And so those are the t- obviously the two biggest pieces of budget items that, that we will be watching. And so all the good news on that front, we'll, we'll obviously have some lawmakers that, that are going to try to position themselves to say that we're not going to do any, any new money until we get some sort of school reform or school choice type of things passed. And I appreciate those, those conversations. Typically, the budget process exists in, in its own bubble. And so typically, those other issues can't come, in, can't, can't come into play. Um, but nonetheless, the threats can still be made. So um, we, we may hear some of that, but you know, it's going to be upon us to make sure that we stay in contact with lawmakers about about the budget and making sure that it, it stays fully funded in, in both the formula and transportation. What I'm hearing you say, it's going to be a long session, not only in terms of actual calendar days, but just in terms of intensity and what's going on. It's going to be lively because it is an election year and we know how that plays out. Everyone is fighting, grappling to get their message out and to be out in front and to have um, attention. So we've got that as a little added extra to it as they continue to talk about school reform, which means choice in whatever iteration that is, as you noted, whether it's vouchers, charters, open enrollment, whatever that is, um, same song, 10th verse, we're still going to be having those conversations. And then money, money, which is always an issue. Um, You noted property taxes and the confusion and consternation around the bill that was passed last year and then figuring out all of that. And then you noted the budget. And I do think, as always, we need to pay a careful eye, but it is interesting as our revenues are decreasing, and yet Missouri continues to be a state that significantly underpays our teachers. We have a teaching shortage, along with support staff, central office administrative shortages. 
And so you take all of those strands and pull them all together into that big ball. And there's going to be a lot of activity this year. I don't know that any of it is new or different. Like I said, the intensity level, I think, as you noted, will be hyped because it is an election year. And like I said, people always want to talk about those issues. So if you're sitting in a school building or a central office building right now, Mike, as you're looking at all of this, what would you be thinking and what would you be paying attention to? What would you be saying, man, this is something I really need to think about or this is something I really need to do as a school district administrator? Well, I mean, I think given the situation that we are in, you know, across the state from a membership standpoint, from a central office and some of the turnover that's went on, a lot of people are new in their role. And the thing that I've been saying since in the last year or so, as people are new, it really, it really creates an a need for our organizations to exist, right? Um, because it it creates the need for good professional development, fine tuning your craft, understanding your role, understanding the the in some of the intricacies of these things. And so, the first thing is staying engaged with whoever your organizations are. You know, Moasbo and any other groups that you're a part of, MASA, MSBA, Mayor, whoever. It is depending on colleagues and to, to assist to figure some of this stuff out is, is extremely helpful. And then on top of that, we sent out, a, a, you know, ASBO is a, has been a longtime member, valued member of our school administrators coalition. We do a weekly bulletin to try to give you, you know, the, the key points of, you know, the previous week. Those come out on Friday. The first one will come right. out. To look for those. That gives you sort of an insight into the bills that are moving. The ones that got heard this week or any any floor activity that happened to stay up to speed on that because there are going to be times that you know we're going to need to make sure that we're we're reaching out to lawmakers and whatnot to make sure that our stories are told the thing that i've been saying recently is don't put yourself in a position to where your voice wasn't heard and your district wasn't represented at least if even if someone if even if they don't agree with you you need to make sure people understand what some of this stuff could, these legislators, they need to understand what some of these bills, how it could impact your school district. Because in the absence of your story being told, someone else is going to tell that story. And so please, please, please make sure that you're staying in contact with them. You know, particularly, Kim, I'd be, I'd be foolish in talking to a school finance organization, how important, to not bring up how important fiscal note responses are and making sure that we're giving that information to the best of our ability back to the state to, to be able to get that information into these fiscal notes. Fiscal notes are a key portion of the legislative process where it gives, it creates an opportunity for school districts and political subdivisions to really talk about what the impact of these various bills could be on, on those districts, whether or not it's you have to add staff or you're going to lose resources or whatnot. That, that information is worth a lot for our perspective and the capital will be able to point to what how this legislation could impact school budgets and so i know those things can get unwieldy unwieldy at times but you know if you can try to stay up to date on those that would that's always always helpful it reiterates how important the, the bulletin is because those are the bills that are moving the most that we probably need to be paying the most attention to regarding the costs and so there are multiple opportunities on any one bill to engage in the fiscal note process because every step of the way fiscal note gets created when, it, when it's introduced when it's heard in committee, when it's passed out of committee, when it goes to the floor, 
every single time there's a there's a, a new fiscal note associated with it and if you are able to respond any time in that process the state now has documented that and that 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 will follow that bill throughout and so um, that's an important part of what we need to be doing from a from an advocacy standpoint and is just getting that information out there we've had way too many bills passed the last several years that have been you know mandates on schools and there's ultimately a cost with that, but if lawmakers don't know that, then they're not, they're going to think that we can just do it with our existing resources. Absolutely. And we know that's not true. Absolutely. So people need to stay informed. You've got to have the knowledge first. The engagement is that action step. And then I, I just always think it's important because it's easy to get lost in all of the politics. It really is. But to remind ourselves, this is about kids. Mike has a young child in school. My staff has children in school. I have grandkids in school. All of this is about our children. And that's why we do what we do. And that's why this is important because these decisions that are being made will impact children in classrooms. And like I said, you can get all caught up in all of the political stuff and fury going on, but I think it's super, super important to stay focused on the fact these decisions impact children who are sitting in school buildings in your district. And that's why it's so important to stay involved, to stay informed, to stay engaged. So Mike, thank you. I know it's a busy time. I know it's gonna be a crazy, crazy whirlwind several months. We appreciate your efforts and what you do on behalf of the school children of Missouri. And thanks to everyone for tuning in today for this edition of School Biz Chat. You know what to do. If you liked us, leave us a review, let people know, share this episode with others. And until our next time, take care, we'll be chatting. This has been School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston. New episodes are released on the second and fourth Fridays of each month. If you have topics you'd like to be covered in the future, send Kim an email at kcranston at moasbo.org.